everyone, and welcome to Grip Lock, Foundation Disc Golf Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. And before we get into today's episode, we're going to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Disc Box. So many disc golfers have tons of extra discs cluttering up their closets and cars. I, I haven't read this ad read fully yet, but gosh darn it, is that me? It's I need so true. many things to store my discs. <laughs> well, there are very few storage products on the market that are designed specifically for golf discs and, those, and that don't waste any space. And unfortunately, the ones that do exist are terribly expensive, but... Now, there's finally an affordable option called DiscBox. DiscBox is the only low-cost disc golf storage product on the market. You can head over to DiscBox.com. You'll find quantity discounts, wholesale options, multiple colors, and most importantly, no order minimums. So, you can order just a single box if you want. And exclusively for our listeners, you can head over to DiscBox.com and use code GRIPLOCKED, one word GRIPLOCKED, to get 10% off. So, visit DiscBoxDG.com discboxdg.com today and get your collection organized and don't forget to use code griplock to get 10% off thanks again to discbox nice. for sponsoring today's episode I could use they're nice boxes i've got a few they're nice nice boxes all right let's get into some beaver state fling action that went down there was a fling in the beaver state last weekend really, wow. really? what is the beaver state um, what is the beaver state oregon. oregon that makes sense that's where all the beavers are i i like the the like creative tournament names and I like that, that there's like a fling you know you have your opens and, and all that stuff but like the fling yeah that is cool the Beaver State fling how like fun that. is that BSF baby BSF it was a silver BSF's series forever uh, silver series this year I think last year it was canceled or moved canceled moved, canceled. It moved. turned into the, it was the Portland Open was supposed to be played that's at. right that's how the Portland yeah I don't even know be. if the Beaver State fling existed last year I think it was because it got uh, rained out or something right it was a hurricane a hurricane it, or a tornado that just uh, and Milo. then the Portland Open happened um, but this year the Portland Open happened and Beaver State fling happened but Beaver State fling was only a silver series despite being around for a lot longer and a more history as a historic as a prestigious that event. is interesting isn't it but that is interesting <laughs> In history, they haven't been able to do live coverage out there. Oh, this year, this we got live coverage, which raises the yeah. question of next year, do they have the Portland Open as a pro tour, or do you think Beaver State Fling has a chance of being <sighs> elevated back to its elite series it's status? It's tough because the... Um, or do both happen? The courses that they, they're using for the Portland Open, especially the redesigned one this year, are actually pretty fun, pretty cool. Uh, well, now I mean, Blue Lake is what it is, um, but the... Uh, it's Glen Devere, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty pretty electric course, I think, the redesign. So I guess that maybe comes into play. And I, I think spectators, too, will be part of the decision-making mm-hmm. with what you can do at Milo. And I think that the Pro Tour typically is trying to shy away from parks um, and get to more private venues in general. That seems to be the trend. So it wouldn't surprise me if they are just trying to keep it around but not make it part, like the main event. Yeah. And I and I get that. I get that they're trying to work towards a future of the sport. And if you bring it back on as a main event, you're gonna have to get rid of it at some point. Yeah. And then it's like that's then yeah, it'll well, be even worse. I, I understood the reasoning to get rid of it. Well, obviously when you you had to, but then also to bring it back when the originally I I could be crazy for this, but I swear up one tree and down another that they had made a post earlier in the year saying that there wasn't gonna be live coverage of Beaver State. I, that sounds familiar. It sounds so familiar to me. But then when I said it, Brody was like, no, there's live coverage. And he was like so confident. And there was live coverage. I watched it. Um, but I, I, sw- I could have sworn that was a thing. But like, so when I was thinking there's no way for live coverage to happen, it made sense. You can't have an elite series event with no live coverage because like that's a big part 
of the Pro Tours offering and the Disc Golf mm-hmm. Network and, and all that. maybe this was just like them te- maybe maybe I'm wrong and maybe they were just testing the waters with the Silver Series and like oh live went well we're gonna do that's it that's what I don't know it's just something to think about just because it, the Beaver State Fling does have a lot of history it does um, and it, does. it was a national tour event for quite a while and obviously the courses they've been playing those courses that's where Philo's Albatross happened which I believe they changed that to a par 4 this year love that which like does that taint the memory of Philo's Albatross it hurts for sure because like now like imagine you walk up that hole I'll verify that imagine you're you're Philo you walk up the hole you're like I had an Albatross in this hole and then you have to explain like oh well it used to be a par 5 like Mm -hmm. it definitely it takes some of the sting out of it 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 doesn't change how it doesn't change how amazing that shot was yeah it doesn't matter who you are or how much disc golf you've seen if you watch that clip do we remember what hole number it was I don't. He didn't two an eleven hundred foot hole. No. So that's the only par five on this course. Because here's the thing is, I think if he had made that shot and it was an eagle, it would have gotten maybe not quite the same recognition, but still quite a bit because it was still an insane shot. Yeah. So the only par five on the entire tournament is hole fifteen at Milo East, which is eleven hundred ninety six feet. I doesn't see if he's. I don't think that's what Philo uh, Albatrossed. I mean, there's a quick way to find this out. Although, none of these other ones... Maybe it's hole 12, 690. That's a, such a short par 5. Philo, Albatross, um, Beaver State Fling. I've got it right here. Maybe uh, they moved the T 6 back? west, 850 feet. 6 west. So, that's round 2. Only 850 feet. That's why they hole changed. Hole 6. Yeah, it's a par 4 now. Dang, get wrecked, Philo. Yeah, so like no does, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Let's look at the stats of hole six on West. Yeah, what did it play? It played .27 over par. So it would have played basically a full stroke under par average. Yes. Well, let's just see if there were any... Um, 10% of the field was below par on it, so 10% birdied it, no eagles. So still no, one's, no one else has done it, Philo. Reachable par fives are interesting in disc golf because in golf... You love the reachable par five because it makes par five just so much more exciting. Having mm-hmm. it not reachable in two kind of stinks, but you're, it, the course can be very easily protected because golf it's so much harder to be precise and putting is so much harder. Mm-hmm. Whereas in disc golf, if you can reach a par five in two, the eagles are just gonna be coming out of it, like all over the place. Now, because then you can just get within 60, 70 feet. And you right have a solid now, chance. I will say there are some examples still, like um, hole eighteen at the previous event at Glendavere. Portland. That that would be an example of a par five that still is it's well, reach- it was reachable, it's but it was protected by OB. I think yeah, I think in disc golf that's what you need is like holes that are reachable, like it can be done if it needs to be, but it's like really not the smart it, play. Because well, yeah, in golf it it's like that's re- like very often like well yeah you've got a three wood into the par five duh, like take it. It needs to be protected by OB I think because if it's protected just by woods yeah you need to make the landing sh- shot like difficult you need to give it yeah well even the green because like if you go that's for the I mean. green yeah that's yeah. what I mean Where if you landing? go for the green and you end up sixty feet away if you're OB not going to happen a lot right. but if you're it's just you're in the woods now instead of the wide open it's, people might still make that putt yeah exactly. um so or, I think if well, you're trying to make it at least it's an easy birdie if so. you're trying to make it where people think through it but anyways let's get to some results so on FPO we had Valerie Mandahano taking it down by four Katrina Allen came in second Own Scoggins came in third Val was actually down by four heading into yeah. the final round and ended up winning by four wow back-to-back wins one elite series one silver series yeah. undefeated in Oregon uh, the big momentum shift was three-stroke swing on hole six, where Val birdied and Katrina double bogeyed. But it was in the middle of a of a momentum shift where Val gained five strokes in three holes. So five, six, seven. 
Val gained one stroke, three strokes, one stroke, five strokes in those three holes. And that was, I mean, she never looked back after that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, down four going into the final round, ended up winning by four. It was Katrina Allen's tournament to win or to lose, I guess you could say, obviously, because she had a four stroke lead. Um, I want, I decided to stir the pot a little bit on Twitter by asking a question that I knew would get people fired up because nice. I knew, I knew the it. answer was no. That's a very Silas thing to do. Well, it was, except for this wasn't <laughs> like a, this was just a normal take. I knew the answer was no, but I knew that there would be enough people that are blinded by recency that would say yes. And so I just asked, is Val the best FPO player in the world right now? And it worked. Got people all riled up. People were mm. in the comments and people immediately were like, well, you didn't even say Simon was the best player in the world when he won two in a row, and that was Elite <laughs> Series. And I responded. I was like, well, for Simon, Ricky was injured at one, missed the other, Dickerson missed both. Yeah. And they were like, well, for Val, Kristen wasn't at either, and Paige wasn't at one. I said, yeah, I don't think Val's the number one player in the world. Like, I was like, I just asked a question, man. <laughs> I, like, I love it. I love real. that. That's so great. On Twitter, people were like, you, you can't ask a question and not have people think it's your opinion. I was like, well, people can think it's my opinion, but it wasn't. I was That's just trying to get so you riled funny. up, and guess what? Here's, just, here we are. Here we are. Five replies into the algorithm later, and you're fired up at me. That's so funny. It was that great. It was electric. Fun. But yeah. no, for we're not going to update power rankings after Beaver State um, because we only do it after elite series and major events. But for those of you curious, if Val moves, she might jump Cat, but she's not touching Paige or Kristen because again, yeah. Paige wasn't there. Kristen hasn't been there, and I, I, I would. I don't think. What is Kristen coming back? I'd imagine after the what Europe week. What are we week, doing? Um, I'd imagine after the Europe How about week, I don't know. Use that contract, get yourself a nice condo in LA, and let's get this US tour going. Where is where is Val from again? Texas. Texas. Just kidding. Where did you think she was from? I would. I that that makes. I remember that now because that's like her whole stamp. Yeah. I was just thinking back to whenever we thought all the European FPO players were going to come over here and just like whip everybody around. Well, that's because Evelina was supposed to be a lot better than she was. How? And she hurt all of That's so who I'm thinking, so Evelina. So was Hannah. So How funny is that? That that's all we talked about all off season and going into the season. I was so excited about it. And, and my heart was broken. Into maybe, maybe I mean, they were in the... But Kristen, it's not like they weren't Kristen in the mix, did though. Exactly it's what not we like thought. they just sunk. Yes, and also, Evelina, Evelina would have won many events had she been able to make a putt from 10 feet. Yeah. So yes. she, she threw as good as anybody. Kristen yes. was as good as... Kristen arguably was better than we expected. Yeah. yeah. She hasn't come outside the top three this year. So at least we have that. Yeah, so Kristen... So yeah. Kristen, great job. Evelina and Hannah, how dare you? Maybe they're going to come back from... No, don't start the this. ...the break and be better. Don't. Don't put your hope in it. On the MPO side, we had Double G, Mr. Garrett Gerthy, taking it down. And I believe it was on National Jerky Day. Oh, wow. I saw you said it was National Jerky Day. That's why, dude. He was all Well, I Googled National Jerky Day, jerky. and the first one said June 9th. The second one said June 12th. If it was June 12th, he won on National Jerky Day. So, wait, you just Googled National, National Jerky Day? National Jerky Day. Yeah. Did you have, like, a feeling? I had seen a post. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing both, June 9th Yeah, like, I don't know which 12th. one's which. June 12th, either, June 12th. He either won three days after National Jerky Day I'm or on... I'm way more June 12th. Okay, so he won on National Jerky Day. That's huge. He won, that he won a, on Griplock's National Jerky Day. That is the wow. greatest thing. If, if Double G Jerky isn't making some kind of t-shirt that yeah. has, like, his win and National Jerky Day combined, then what are we doing? Like, yeah. how is this business? I'll That's buy so it. Funny. I want it. Yeah, so Double G takes I would down like to have it on National Jerky Day, and then we had Joel Freeman came in second, and Corey Ellis one stroke behind him in third. That that's important. We'll get to that in a second later. Um, we almost mm. had the moment that uh, well for Double G, this was his second Silver Series win in his career, first one since 2020, I do believe, uh, and 
after Portland Open last weekend, it had to feel good to just immediately respond, Crazy, get a win, yeah. and be like, okay. Such a good bounce back. Yeah. Now, obviously, the field wasn't as full as the Portland Open. Yeah, but I mean, you still beat everybody I mean, it was a there. silver series, but you beat everyone that showed up. Yeah. So, good players you can't there. argue Simon would have beat him because Simon wasn't there. Simon wasn't there. Mm. But Simon would have beat him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is interesting to think. That's that another tweet for you. Would Simon, Simon have beat him? If Simon would have been there, like he could have gone back to back to back. Because back to back to back. All you do is oh, back to back and then back because it's a half a win Silver Series. I know, but it would back I mean, to back to back. Winning is winning. It would still feel. It would still feel pretty. Cool <laughs> no, it would still feel electric. Um, I don't think. All, I don't think you can win two things in a row and then just like not play the next event. Like I don't think you can do that. Well, as long as he's Legally, in the next Elite Series, I know, but it even it won't feel quite the same. It will. Not to me. Okay. Uh, you hear that, Simon? Sorry, Simon. I know you're spending time with your son. Go ahead. Yeah, he's a father now, man. He's got different priorities. You wouldn't my, get that. I just ignore mine. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, we almost had the moment that we've somewhat been waiting for. It's happened before. We just, like, Brody brought it up on debate night, and ever since then, I'm just waiting for it to happen. Where, because, like, the field is so tight now that even on, like, horses with a lot of stroke separation, there seems to be, like, eight people in it. And so this year, more than ever, it seems like the scenario of someone on chase cards setting the pace is going to happen where they're in the clubhouse, you know, and the leader has to catch them, has like four strokes with five to play to catch them. Or like, even if it's like one stroke back and they have three holes left and so they have to birdie one of the last three holes, but like Mm -hmm. they're beating everyone on their card and it's like, do they know what they need to do? Blah, blah, blah. Almost had that. Joel Freeman was on an absolute tangent. Tangent? Is that not the right word? That can't be the right word. No, that's right. Yeah. A tangent is like you go off on a tangent. Yeah, like he yeah, went so off on a birdie like, tangent. Yeah, he went off on a tangent. But it's like I thought it's like a distraction. Pause from the show. Like if we started, a t- if we started talking about English. bagels right now, we'd be like, oh, sorry, we went off on a tangent there. No, a tangent isn't a distraction. A tangent is like a, a fit. Tangent like is a, a, fit. a tangent is a noun, a straight line or plane that touches a curve or covered <laughs> curved surface. It. All right, skip. Uh, <laughs> that's not it. A tangent is like adjective, a ha- is like but not inter- What? It's not a real word. <laughs> tangent just means a completely a completely different line of thought or action. Wow, you're there right. There you're right, go. Trevor. There we go. Thank you. No, I yeah, thought he was, was going like off on a, a tangent. Fit. A completely different line of thought or action than his previous rounds. Yeah, a birdie tangent. Can't argue with that. I mean, I think that it can make sense, but I would have to say that that probably wasn't. I would have said he what went you on had a tear, in mind whenever you said that. Yeah. I think this is the word I meant to use. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'd say it plays. Well, what, it plays. What you I think it works. He went on a tear. A tear? Yeah, like usually with some. What? I mean, that's something. How well, would you spell that? I don't even think that that's like by definition. I think people just say that in sports. T a r e. I've never heard like e- somebody's tearing it up out there. They went on a tear. I've never heard someone say oh, they went on a tear. Pull but I've also never sported apart, before. Move very quickly in a reckless or excited manner. <laughs> wow. So <it> a plays. hole, <laughs> a hole or split in something caused I mean, by having it pulled there's apart. So, there's a lot of things you could say. You could say he went on a hot streak. Here like, we go. A brief spell of erratic or unrestrained behavior. <laughs> Avenge your spree. There you go. That there would be the tear. How All right. This? He played really well that round. So he was no, on a tangent. He was right? on a tangent. He's on an absolute tangent through he's the on first a twelve. He's tearing a tangent. Then he gets to he tore his tangent. He gets to hole thirteen, which is that little. Island Green yeah. in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Aces that Ace thing. That have was, you seen that video? Uh, I have not. But he that aced that hole. It was he threw like a skip the shot. slowest skip in. Too. Yeah, he threw a skip shot off the road, and it I'll, skipped I'm into the basket. Like it just kind of like whoop jumps. So at in. that point, I think he this? goes up by Joel, Joel Freeman. Just search Joel Freeman eats. I think he either went up by one he or within, tied. I think he was within one. It got him. No, within he got one. the tied at some point. The cap. Well, that that ace got him within one. I'm I'm pretty sure according to the caption that the pro tour made. I was watching it on live and. It doesn't I, matter. 
It was oh, it he was he was storming up. It pulls within one of the lead. Four hundred. Okay, so that base. got him to within one. Suck it. Uh, but then that's kind of where it stopped. So like I'm watching this and I'm like, yeah. this Joel Freeman's about to do it. Like he's gonna I, yeah. keep going. He's I gonna set he the gonna pace. Catch him. But then he bogeyed the next hole and then kind of like part out. Like he didn't really have anything exciting happen after that. Yeah. So um, Double G didn't have a super stressful walking in, but. You know, it sounds weird, but I'm about to say that ace probably wasn't the wildest thing that happened during the tournament. Because I got to no. say, the wildest moment of the tournament came round two, hole 15, when Corey Ellis hit a putt, Craziest dead center, I've ever seen perfect putt. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Now, I will, I will cons- let's rewind. What I'm about to talk about, if this happened for Worlds, would make disc golf look bad. Okay, <laughs> back, to, back to current I wasn't moment. even going to bring that up because I just knew it was obvious. Back to current moment. Jo- Corey Ellis makes a putt. And it just kind of like low side left, but it's like in the basket. It literally falls out of the bottom of the basket. Like if you haven't I seen, I could this, not even believe what I saw I'm because not, it just looks so I unnatural. Don't know how to describe I've it. never seen. I mean, it the perfect putt. It was fell. a perfect putt that missed. <laughs> yeah, the disc just fell, literally fell out the bottom of the basket, like yeah. just straight through it, through the hole, through the hole, through the through the, the uh, hole of the basket. It was brought to my attention by a Drew Gibson tweet that said, "Yo, Corey Ellis having his putter fall out the bottom of the target." At the D, at a DGPT event, and then in all caps, is the reason I've been begging for a, a quote unquote tour basket for years now. Hate to be the one, but some targets just aren't good enough or have aged out of being good enough to be competed on. Hashtag do better. That was from Drew. Thanks, Drew. I read that and I read Coriel's having his putter fall at the bottom of the target. And I said, that's literally not possible. Like, I was like, that, I've, that's literally cannot happen. So, like, he, what, what are we, like, was it just like a VFX weird that's thing? That's kind of like happened? the whole point of the basket. Yeah, like, that's literally all it's designed to do. And no, it literally went in and fell out. And the man was brave enough to tap in on the exact spot it fell out. Imagine if that thing would have fallen out again. If I would have placed it and it just dropped straight I through. think what I would have done had that happened to me is I would have just sat there and waited around until somebody told me it could count as a made putt. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just sat there and protested well, no, the so event. I would have protested the event. I would have sat I there under the basket. To the basket. I would have done it. I would have been like, I'm not moving on until that counts. Here's the thing. Because how so is that we've fair? discovered since that that basket was broken and was then fixed. fixed but incorrectly. Incorrectly fixed. It left too much space. So like, surely that surely it's not PDG approved at that point can't right be. like like what's the we don't know the answer to this so i'm asking a question that we might have to look this up mm-hmm. like what can you do discs have very specific like yeah. what you can and can't do before they're legal legal does a basket have that I bet you can't weld on it <laughs> i don't know like is there because like it's not something a competitor would do because you're not going to bring out your welding gear i just like it is it is like one thing that has happened that like it just can't be a bad break anymore because it's actual sabotage like how can that putt like not. I mean, count. it still is a bad break technically, but but it's, it's a bad break. But it was caused by something that was always there. It's not like it was a random thing. It was random, and it's not something you can plan for. Well, but it's something that yeah, it's not like it's It is something that all the, all players did put on that basket. That's the. When was it fixed? We don't know. What that if, is true. What it could have been fixed mid. But what if it was? was what if it was broken before? It, it had to be worse. What if when it was? What if it wasn't though? What if it was just a little loose or something? Or I'm saying like it was a bad break. But I would, I would. It's a, a bad right break now. that. If I were Coriel's the difference to court. me, I would too, because the difference to me is a bad break of you hitting a tree or you whatever, still is within the P- PDGA rules. Yeah, this that's what I'm saying. This has is to a, be outside the scope of the violation. PDGA rules. Like this it's got to be a, yeah. a violation of the rules. I, 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 I
Well, no, I think, but like Coriolis, if that putt sticks, ties with yeah, Joel Freeman that's for the second. Is it actually, it, it's actually relevant like it costs because he's only one stroke or, away. Or how about this? He doesn't lose a ton of momentum because that took the wind out of his sails. Yeah. And he might win the whole thing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's only I round two. Like, you're just completely baffled for the rest of Now, what did he finish that round? Because that... I would say the effect. Would you look that up. Okay, I'm gonna look up PDJ. I'm basket. telling you right now, if he didn't, if he didn't like yeah. birdie out after that happened, then like because that like if that happened to you and you're like playing pretty well, and then that happens, you all the momentum you ever had. This goes back to why are there holes in the in in the basket? Yeah, I don't. I Trevor's think question from a while ago. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Admittedly. Okay. But it gave him a bogey on the hole. Yeah, that was a putt for par. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my he gosh. did admittedly go birdie, birdie, par to finish. So that's fine. So at least I don't think it probably took It didn't really slow away. momentum down. However. He did lose a stroke. He lost a stroke and he had yeah. a bogey on his card. Like that's in his statistics now. He loses C1X putting. Like, that is ridiculous. That and he is like notably. Was that circle two or is he, that C1X? He is like typically the guy who's in contention for best C1X percentage. Imagine if he loses and one putts the difference. And it, the one. <laughs> fell through the cage. I'm, gonna try I, to I'm with you. That ha- that putt has I, to count. I, it has to count. It, it will never will. But it never will now. But like I would have, I would have sat there by that basket and be like, guys, I just don't know what. Like I don't know. <laughs> that what wasn't to look on up. coverage. I think, I think the way that you would have had to do that is you're right. It would have messed with live coverage that, and everything. But you would have had to just wait for a TD to get there and be like, look, this basket, this disc yeah. fits through this basket right Let here. Let me ask you this question, guys. If you're playing a tournament, no coverage, and one of the guys on your card. That happens to him. Are you? If, and he's like, guys, what do you think? Are you letting it count? I would. I of think course, I would. I would. I'm I, going to the TD over it. Uh, yeah, this no, basket no, is broken. Tell TD doesn't I think have tell to tell him know, it's a provisional. Bro. No, you have to go to the TD. Doesn't have to know because to something's got to be done about that not hole. Because yeah, if, if, there's no, if there's no coverage, if there's no coverage, how do you know he's the only one that happened to? No, yeah, you're, you're right. It, you would. I would definitely go to the TD. Even with coverage, would be, how do we know Coriolis is the only one that happened to? I would fight for the guy that happened to. That's what I'm saying. I would make him play a provisional because the bad part is rules wise, it doesn't count. Period. It didn't. It didn't stick. Street rules. But. It didn't stick because the basket. It there's fell no way in the basket. The bottom of the basket. I would basically yeah. blackmail the, the TD and be like, "Listen, if you don't let this putt count, then this whole tournament's getting investigated. It's going to be sanctioned." I guess that's the question, though. Is like, what what happens? You you they played a whole tournament with a basket that's not PDGA. Stuff like this happens in disc golf all the time. Regulated, like where there's probably stuff that gets like there's probably guys throwing discs that aren't PDGA. Like sure, but this one we know. You're right. Like people who yeah. throw discs that are too heavy and it's not. I caught, want a statement. It's not caught. I want a statement. Let's all agree. We demand a statement. Well, I'm just saying. What like do we demand a statement? Does, what does the tournament do? <laughs> Is hole 15 ruled out for everyone? No, you like you're playing on a faulty basket. Yeah, I don't know. Is that whole round I want ruled sta- out for everyone? I want a statement What's from the, the Pro Tour. I demand a statement. Is it from the Pro Tour or is it from the PDGA? I want to hear from the Pro Tour. Well, I mean, I think the solution Both. now... I want a collaborative think, statement. They're the official tour of the PDGA, so I want a collaborative statement. I think the statement. solution now is to make more guidelines on it. But, there, but I think there are guidelines. I think that what needs... Did you find, yeah, did you find any? Well, like, I, would be I can really, find like... Um, I really want to know about the that. The solution... Well, the, the definition like, of a target is... I would say is like the solution is like... Basket. Here would be like a good solution, Connor. Like when you... <laughs> When you weld a basket and you know you're fixing it, probably like see if the disc sits in it still. Yeah, like maybe like take it. <laughs> maybe like maybe try just take and an average putter and just like <laughs> stick it through every hole. Imagine, imagine welding like fixing a basket clearly to where there was a chance it, that could have happened and not testing it out. Like, what are we doing? Was the metal still hot? <laughs> like, like There's I would be trying certification to, request form. Or what if um, get this? What if they did 
test it when the metal was still warm and the it, ma- okay, and it here wedged here it open a little bit when they were trying to the wedge the maximum the maximum open that length is impossible think about that it's impossible <laughs> the maximum uh, open it would length, melt the plastic way before it bent the metal the no, ma- no 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 you wouldn't it wouldn't be touching the joints where it welded on potentially the maximum uh, open that's the maximum open length allowed in sides and bottom is 18 centimeter for a championship target and 21 centimeter for standard and basic targets is measured in any direction to minimize the chance of a disc striking inside or bottom of the basket. So what's 18 centimeters to inches? Us Americans. <laughs> I'd be like... Put that baby in standard. 7.7 inches. 7.08 inches. Holy cow. So basically... <laughs> that would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. <laughs> so 7.1 inches. Dang it. So there's no chance a disc can fit through. Di- that's diagonally minimum required because it went through diagonally it would have to be that's like maximum oh that's inside depth Ignore- oh, oh no that's the gap that's the gap stupid. right there oh <laughs> yeah that's the gap minimum op- maximum open length allowed in sides or and bottom so basically so a disc can't go in through the front without folding which mm-hmm. is true and can't go through the bottom so like what the 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 thing is though it doesn't say like what happens when an event's played this is new territory. I mean, that's never happened. Like, probably ever in the history of like yeah. competitive disc golf has anybody had their putter fall through the bottom of the basket. Like, <laughs> it, like it's so it is, it is so feasible to imagine. Like, oh my gosh, somebody threw a hard putt and it went through the side. Like, I wouldn't have been like completely bamboozled. Yeah, but watching a disc just plop its little way through <laughs> the it bottom. Didn't even of the look basket. like a soft putter. Like, if it was a really no, soft dude. putter, yeah. I'd be it like, just okay, no, play, it play stupid there. games, win stupid prizes. But like, yeah. he putted with a normal putter. <laughs> And it fell out the bottom of the basket. After like if you're like slowing with the down, there was literally, something, and it falls out the bottom. Okay, but there's like, literally not, not a single fault. amount of fault on him. No, like, there's nothing he could have done. There's nothing he made up. It was yeah. it so went into the basket. Wild. He put it. He put it a hundred times. He waved actually. to the crowd because people clapped, and then he looked forward and it was on the ground, and <laughs> he, he said, said, "What happened? What happened?" <laughs> I wish. Like imagine being the car bait that has to be like, dude. I promise you, it fell out the bottom of the basket. Like what bullcrap, dude? Like he was shaking it out and dropped it. I wish I could go and like be in that moment because I can't imagine like you would think you were in some kind of dream if you <laughs> watched it hit the bottom of the basket and then looked up and saw it on the ground. Like you would, his, I'd, I'd his like, brain had to be scrambled. You probably cut the confusion. I'd be like, dude, in the it must have like went out the back and like. <laughs> I would have so walked over the to the final cameraman thing, like, you better show me that right now. That's final, not a spit out. That's a poop out. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <A> poop out? <laughs> I like the that. final thing, it says, this target will be legal for all other PDGA sanctioned events once it's approved and the testing feed is paid. If the target fails to pass one of the more of the PDGA tests, I understand a new target certification and additional testing field will be required. It doesn't really say like once it's approved, if someone modifies your basket well. before an event... The approval process is whack, anyways, because like for discs, they approve them before they're even made. So like they can. Well, but a basket you have to send never, to them, right? But then like they're never re-approved after the prototype. I don't know. So it's like. But I'm just saying, like they want where something's got to be, something's got to happen. Like you can't. I want a statement. You can't have people because, like, what if I just bought eighteen baskets for my course Who, that are prodigy, are those, PDGA are approved, those? and then I just removed the whole bottom webbing, and like yeah. discs just started falling out left and right. At Beaver State, where those those were chaos, disc, those were disc catchers, right? They looked like if it. If I were Innova, I would be scrambling to like re- make sure that the info about the uh, yeah, if I was Innova, I'm posting because like, it's post, not necessarily Innova's fault. We've done no, an internal investigation no. and discovered that so and so modified the basket that it didn't question. We were sending them oh, a new yeah. basket to replace. Blah would, blah blah. Yeah, would, you got to do something. Yeah. I would definitely, because like people would be like, well, I'm never buying that basket. What yeah. If you haven't seen that, you got to look it up. It's chaotic. And the final storyline I've got from Beaver State Fling 
It's more so apparently something's been going on for the whole Silver series. I just haven't really noticed it until this one because I think this was the most egregious. And typically, when I go to watch coverage for the for post produced for Silver series, I'm watching it late enough that I haven't noticed when it came out. But Saturday night, mm-hmm. I've been like working on our nursery all day, doing all this stuff. I sit down. My wife's like, hey, I'm going to go. I forget if she was like laying down or taking a bath or what. She was doing something to where I was like, I've got time to watch post-produced coverage. i got time mm-hmm. to watch round one coverage of Beaver State Fling. This would be great. I sit down. It's like 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night on Saturday night. The mm-hmm. round happened Friday. So I sit down. Now, granted, this is Eastern time. So like 6 o'clock Pacific on Saturday. And so I sit down. I'm like, time to watch some disc golf. I search, I find the FPO coverage immediately and I'm like, okay, so it's on YouTube. FPO is, that came up quick. It's gotta be on the disc golf pro tour, the MPO coverage. Click disc golf pro tour, YouTube channel, nothing there. Like weird. Maybe like they're trying to grow FPO. So they put that for free on YouTube, but MPO, they kept behind the paywall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Went to over disc golf network. Nothing. Only FPO there. No MPO. I'm like, what the heck? So I tweet about it thinking I'm just going to get a response of like, here's the link. I'm just an idiot. I can't find it. Mm-hmm. Or I thought maybe gatekeeper or Joe Mez or someone was out there. So I checked their channels, nothing. Right. And no, they just hadn't posted it yet. So it got posted round one coverage got posted a few hours before the round three live coverage started. Yeah. And then the round two coverage got posted. Uh, I said like 16 hours ago at eight this morning, which would be 12 hours ago, be 8 PM to 4, 4 PM. So it got posted about two hours before. So technically you could have sat down and watched round one and two post-produced prior to the live coverage starting. But like, I don't know what happened with round one and I'm not really going to hold too much against them over how late round one's post-produced coverage came out because round two's post-produced came out at like about the time you would expect before the round started. But I did notice on Twitter, a lot of people were replying. They're like, oh, so is this your first Silver Series of the year? Because, like, apparently that's an ongoing thing people are complaining about. Is how series. long, yeah, because the Pro Tour is doing their own post produced. Yeah. They're just slow well, at If it. you want to do your own post produced, like, that's fine. It is what it is. It makes sense for Silver Series. I, I don't super care. Yeah. But if you're going to, because like people still want to watch Silver Series events. There's a yeah. lot of big names still sure. there. They're like it, It's not a full-on Elite Series event, but it's still a, a Pro Tour event. Your name's still tied to it, and there's still a lot of good names and great disc golf going down. People still want to watch that. So if you're going to produce it in-house, because I'm sure if Jomez is like, no, nah, we don't want to do Silver Series, I'm sure Gatekeeper or GK Pro or Central Coast... Someone wants to cover it. So if you're saying, no, we're covering feature card on our own, you got to be up to snuff with the industry standard. Yeah. Which is that thing's going to be out at 9 a.m. the next morning. They need a system for that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's exactly going on, but like if you're doing your own post produce as the Pro Tour, that's fine. Is what it is. Not a big deal. I mean, the, the actual coverage of it, fully adequate. Nothing wrong with it. If it but you got to get it out. Because are quick. they. I haven't watched the. I usually don't watch the disc golf pro post produce, but do they do? They just keep the coverage or the commentary from the broadcast, or do they add new commentary? There's no broadcast for Silver Series, and there's no post produce for that's right Elite Series, or well, but no for like the uh, the last round, the final round. I think the, I think their post produce team is 
Nathan Queen and Ian Anderson. I'm pretty sure. So, but so they are adding commentary. Yeah, it's so fully post produced. So what I, yeah. So what I'm saying is, I, I would. I mean, this is just me, and I I've kind of always been this way with disc golf coverage because I the commentary is always like whatever to me. I would sooner just have them release it without commentary. Well, if commentary is what's holding it up. Yeah, that's right. Well, it has to be. You think? I, well, I, well, as far as like, um, okay, so like you finish the round, it's late. Like that would be the, that to me, that seems like the, the hardest logistic to control because if it's just cutting it together, that's just a matter of time. But now if you have commentary, that's a matter of getting people where you need them as well. No, so, I'm sure they're doing it remote. Right, not getting, but getting them to need them. Like we need you at this time to do com- like commentary. Like imagine. I would imagine that's the easiest piece of the puzzle in my head. But that's that's the only one that requires other people to depend on, other than just your editor. Yeah, but I'm saying like in in my head, you set that deadline of like this time at night or this time in the morning. Do that, export it. Takes another. Th- let's say let's just be generous. Say it takes 45 minutes to export. Then it's going up. I'm just saying. And you do the front nine back. Nine. I Ian, think that their workflow must suck because what Jomez I mean, is doing. I don't doubt it. Is Jomez has a runner that front nine is done being filmed. That SD card of all the cameras is to their editors, and they're already editing the front nine while the back nine's happening. Yeah. And then as soon as the back nine's over, that's getting ran. They're already editing the back nine. So then that night, Germ, Nate, Yuli, Germ, whoever rolls up, it's already, the rough cut's already edited. Mm -hmm. They might have like graphics or something to put over. I don't know what they're doing commentary on, but I'm pretty sure it's basically the final product. Commentate, boom, up the next morning. Yeah, well, Jomez I mean, has been able to do it. That's the difference between somebody that does this has been doing this for a decade. But that's what I'm saying is if you're going to make it where they're not doing that, they're not putting that product out. The product you put out has to be equally as good. I agree. Maybe not coverage wise, like graphics stuff like that. That can suffer slightly, sure. Camera quality, sure. As long as you can see the discs and you know where the scores are, that's fine for Silver Series. But the timeline, if you're if you're not letting the, anyone else take it. You got to be able to do what they do, because like Gatekeeper yeah. is the same type of way. Their coverage is up quick. GK Pro, I'm pretty sure, wanted to get FPO up the same day, earlier in the year. Yeah, and they were told no because of live, obviously. But like, if people are wanting to like, hey, we can literally turn this around the same day. Then, if it's the commentary, get two other commentators. Yeah, that well, you can do it whenever. Yeah, I mean, they just, they just have to figure it out. But I'm just saying, like that. I was pretty surprised by that, and it seemed like people on Twitter have been frustrated with. I'd it be curious to know. All like, year. I'd be curious. Yeah, I'd be curious to know because if it was just a one-time thing, I'd be. I would be able to sit here and just be like, "Well, something weird." Probably well, I think. Happened. I think the Saturday night was a one-time thing where it wasn't up by then, but to have it up the next day, like mid to late afternoon, I still feel like it's a little too late because then the ra- this next round's yeah, about to happen. I mean, it's not ideal. Definitely not no. ideal. So. Especially mainly because you're pro- you're doing live coverage the final day. Yes. If you're not doing live coverage the final day, basically as long as the coverage is out at some point the next day, that's all that matters. Yeah. No. But I, I agree. When you're doing live coverage the final day, you want that product out so that right. as many people can watch it. Because like the final coverage, if I would have woke up Sunday morning and been able to watch it at like seven or eight in the morning of round two, yeah. I would have watched round two. But what happened was round one didn't come out when I wanted to. Round one finally comes out. I can watch round one, and then round three is about to happen. Right. I'm never watching round two. Right. Now, thankfully for them, that means that there was a chance no one was going to see what happened to Corey Ellis. Mm-hmm. Now we all have. <laughs> but uh, still, like, there, like if it wasn't for Drew's tweet, I would have never seen that putt fall out the basket. Because I, live coverage happened, and before live coverage happened, FPO live coverage was going on. That's when round two dropped. There was no chance I was ever watching round two. Because if I was turning on the TV, I'm like, I want to watch disc golf. And there's live FPO coverage on. 
I'm not choosing post-produced round two. I want to watch what's going on live, especially Valerie was chasing down Cat at that time. Sure, sure. I don't know. The final piece of talking point before we get into Trevor's trivia is the polls for the Disc Golf Pro Tour Match Play Championship have been announced. Match Play Championship is going on this weekend in Bailey, Colorado, I do believe. I think is that the same place it happened last year? I think so. I, I believe remember. so because I think I think it was like the Disc Mania design. I it was in Colorado. Is it the Course. same course? Because I thought people didn't like the course. I'm not sure. I don't, Only a don't course do is. not quiz me on the course because all I know is the pools and who's not showing up. Remember Eagle threw that giant shot down the hill. And yeah, it was, it was like, insane. Whoa. It was wild. <laughs> uh, so how they're doing it this year is there's four different pools. Each player will play a 12 hole match against all three other players in their pool. And the winner of each pool will advance to the final four. I would assume the final four is going to be the same type of way. They haven't really said it what the probably, final four is going to say. Just bracket by seed, I imagine. Yeah, maybe they. I that might have been in the article. I didn't look too much into that. But for round one, essentially, like the tops, the top pool pool A is seed one, eight, nine, and sixteen, and they're each going to play a twelve hole match against each other. So it'll take up thirty six holes, two rounds of disc golf, and then the if you win your match. Three points, a ties one point. Whoever has the most points after the thirty-six holes will advance to the final four. I think I can't like just looking at this format initially. It seems to me very fun, very very new and cool. Uh, I like the idea of like having to play out of your pool. I think that's fun. Um, the only thing I'll say is it's a it's it's a it's heavier. It's a more of a commitment to a, a golfer who is going to it. Um, so I wonder if that has something to do with what we'll talk about next, which is the ab- absentees. Yeah. So match play championship, it's like a, obviously it's an extra event. Uh, what are they called? Starts with an E. An exhibition. Exhibition event. Yeah. Not super serious. There is a decent amount of money on the line, I'd assume. I could not really find that well, much. It took them 10K last year. Last year, the winner took them 10 grand. So pretty much like winning a pro tour or better. Um, so like there's a decent bit of money on the line. I think everyone that shows up gets paid. Uh, so assuming they kept everything from last year the same, that's going to still be true, but the most of the top names aren't showing up. So on FPO, let me just list who's not going to be there on FPO, Kristen Tatar, Paige Pierce, Katrina Allen, and then Jessica Weiss and Kona Panis are not attending, but the big three, Kristen Page, Kat are not attending, which leaves Valerie. Luckily, Val's the hot hand coming into this so that she's at least there. She's now the one seed, but numbers one, two, and three aren't there. So, like, immediately makes this event less interesting mm-hmm. on FPO because you don't have Paige, Cat, or Kristen. So, that sucks. And yeah. then on MPO, the players not showing up are Ricky, Chris, Paul, Drew, Matteo, and then Emerson, Chris, Corey Ellis, Thomas Gilbert, Casey White. But the big ones, Ricky... Chris Dickerson, Paul McBeth, Drew Gibson, Matty O. Yeah. Without those guys there, like, yes, this is still an electric field. You still have Calvin Heinberg, Gannon Bird, James Conrad, Joel Freeman. But when you're missing Ricky, Chris, and Paul, really, those three, like, it, that's a big three draw. Yeah, I think, I mean, with an exhibition event like this, there's only one way to get players to care, and that's money. And clearly, um, whatever they were told, it wasn't enough. Let me see if I can find the money. Um Money, 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 I just money. think it's it's kind of embarrassing, honestly, as the pro tour to like put effort into an event and then just have players not care. Like and it probably feels like a little bit of a waste of their time. Yeah. Um because like that, that just that's that's just embarrassing really. Where <laughs> are these pools announced is my um, question. I mean they still have like a decent match play championship. A 
decent field, but you don't have a lot of the fan favorite players yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like especially that I mean that FPO losing all those top players. Yeah. You gotta you gotta make the winner take home probably like twenty K if you're gonna get um, the big dogs out there because like guess what they make a lot of money now I mean they Some honestly should just players. do instead of everybody that comes gets paid they should just make the prize bigger uh, so it doesn't I don't well, see I the might, prize you might lose more people if you do that yeah if though. you do that you're going to lose some people, of the lower end well people, yeah you'll lose the lower end but you'll get the people that people want to see yeah I don't know I don't know what they're well, the, there might I be guess some, the, the question is like if this money if the money was the reason the players are like nah I don't care then if you're like Ricky, Paul, Paige, Cat, Kristen, well, who are all getting paid very, very well, uh-huh. yeah. at what point do they care? Because if it's ten thousand on the line and they're like, meh, then is the pro tour gonna have to go to twenty? And if you go to twenty, then it's like, why are we getting the winner for a match play event twenty grand when our winners right. from our pro tours are getting like right. eight to ten? Yeah, Good and point. no manufacturer is gonna be upset at their players for not going to this because it's you know, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's a very tricky event to put on. You have the only way, and it's tough. It's such a hard one because the only way this event is going to get traction without the money is prestige, and they're not. You're not going to get prestige if you never get the players yeah. there in the first place. So it's it makes I mean, it very it's a cool difficult. Idea. Yeah, um, like it does it sound. Would be so fun. The, the four that advanced will be bracket play, um, mm-hmm. but I don't see money. I don't see how much money it is going to be. So well, I don't see it. It's presented by Discmania, but there's no big presenting sponsor behind it. So. No, but last year it was just Discmania, and they did the 10K to the winners. But ten, but that's like, yeah, I guess like 10K isn't enough. I guess it's it's an interesting it's one. A, it's an interesting one. I wish In I the, wish people for were the PGA up, Tour when they have like their exhibition things. Well, the ma- I guess a lot of times they do it around events. The big the big match play on the PGA Tour is the WGC Dell match play event. And it's part of a large A. We're talking about a lot more money, yeah. Obviously, but I'm saying like, is there like a different requirement that makes people go be there? You are it. You have it. You're you qualify based on your world golf ranking. But I'm saying, is there, are are players required to be there? Oh well, no, you're never. Required. Uh, I think that I would. I'd be curious what this list would look like if instead of Bailey, Colorado, it was at the location of the next Pro Tour event. Uh, yes. So, like, it's Saturday, Sunday at the Preserve. And honestly, Hunter, I think... To where, like, players are going to be showing up Monday anyways. They're like, I could go two days early and win ten grand. And this mm-hmm. is what... This that is would th- make sense. Is, is this a three-day event I'm seeing, or is it two-day? I believe two. It should just be Saturday, you get out of pool play, and then Sunday. Because I'm saying, like, I think the best way to do this is to do it at or near the next event and make it as quick as possible. So yeah. like, it's exciting, but like the players aren't. Having I think the format's okay. Yeah. Well, it's a cool you format. Might have but three, it's gonna, it's you're going to have three rounds of disc golf. It's a big time commitment. So if players aren't going to be able to consider it like a normal tournament, then they're not going to commit that time to it. I think probably. the biggest issue is that it's in Bailey, Colorado. That doesn't help. I think if it was, I think it's probably, if it, was it the sounds like there's probably just a lot of things stacked on top. Of it. I think if it was the exact same thing within an hour drive of the preserve, which is the next Pro Tour event. I think a lot of these players are showing up. Now, some of them, Kristen's not coming back from Europe just to play that. Right. Uh, Ricky, he's planning on returning at the Preserve. It'd be iffy if he's coming out for with his knee. Yeah. Chris, I don't think he's going to be at the Preserve. I think he's, he's coming back at Deeglo, I believe. Mm. Um, so Chris wasn't showing up anyways. But then you have like Paul, P- Paul Page, Cat are the big yeah. three in my head. And you know, obviously Drew and Matty O, but Paul Page, Cat, if you get those three... This event feel, like this event feels a lot bigger. It's yeah. still going to be exciting, and we're going to quickly pick who we think's coming out of each pool. 
So I'll go. I'll read a pool, and then each of us say who you think's coming out. <laughs> this is okay. real simple for the FBO. <laughs> so you have Pool A: Valerie Mandahano, Emily Beach, Maria Oliva, and Vanessa Van Dyken. Connor. I mean, I I mean, I think that Val is the yeah, obvious answer. Yeah, Pool B: We have Missy, Missy Gannon, Gannon, Alexis Mandahano, Holland Hanley, and Rebecca Cox. I think Alexis is coming out of this pool. She actually, actually, for this one, you're right. She could, but I'll, I'm, I still will so take, Missy, Alexis, I'll take Connor. Missy. I still feel like Missy makes the most sense. Okay, so Missy, Missy, Alexis. This is where it gets interesting. Pool C, we have Kat Mersh, Own Scoggins, Lisa Fakus, and Haley King. The fact that Haley King is that far down. Haley there, King's 14. She has been. What? I feel like Haley, I feel year. like match play Haley King could do well. I'll take Own Scoggins. I'll, I'll take Haley King. I'll take Own. I, I feel King like Haley has, King has been not good this year. Like, yeah, I haven't heard her name she, in so long. You're right. She has all the potential to do well with match play, though. She doesn't have to. With match play, she doesn't I'll have to. Merch. With match play, she doesn't have to feel the consequences of her mistakes. I'll go cat merch. Well, just so that we have three different. But that that pool She's is talented. electric. Uh, pool D, we have Ella Hansen, Sarah Hokum, Natalie Ryan, and Jennifer Allen. That's kind of a stacked pool, huh? Wait, say, say it again. Ella Hansen, Sarah Hokum, Natalie Ryan, and Jennifer Allen. Hokum's been good. She she was. I, I feel like it's going to be Ella Hansen or Natalie Ryan. T- I think I Ella like, it's Hansen. on a golf course, right? Oh, uh, good point. I I, still I just like don't Hokum. think Sarah Hokum. I like Hokum. She I'm won. She Ella wanted uh, Ella Hansen. Just booms the disc. She throws so she far. Booms the disc. Sarah just she just won booms a the golf disc. Course. She did. You're right. Take that. I, I'm going Ella Hansen. Uh, and we won't say. Oh, do you want to say your overall winner? Nah. Or just no. leave it on final. I mean, four. I bet Val will win. Like she's the best. So we do player. want to say overall. She's winner. the best player in that field. Like <laughs> I'm saying, Alexis takes it to her. Alexis Mandahano. I mean, if we get an Alexis wow. versus Val match, I mean, play, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. Well, they're gonna meet in the final four in this scenario. Because is it? Well, that I guess was, it depends no, on who else comes out. Watch. It depends yeah. on who else comes out. If Lisa or Haley and Natalie Ryan or Jennifer Allen come out, then we wouldn't. But yeah. if any uh, of the you, other ones, yeah, because if you come out of the pool play and you're the highest seed, it's who you're going to play Val. If she can, yeah, okay, yeah. So that'd uh, be sick, though. That would be Anna, cool. I, I think Alexa Mandahan takes it down. All right, she sticks it to her sister. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> you know what, what Hunter? You I would saying? never bet against you. Not in a million years. This yeah. one you'd be smartest to bet you, against me. You have just, a pretty good track record this season. So, yeah, but I also have a bad track record. No, no, no. no, no. Not, we only no, remember the good ones. Dude. I don't know all the ones with consequences. Consequences, really, but there's no yeah. consequences on this one. No, you're well, right. There's no consequences. You're right. You're a dummy. Alexis, that's if Alexis doesn't win. <laughs> my gut isn't strong to enough towards in Alexis. Your pool, and then we are going to shock you. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, MPO pool. We'll do the same thing quickly. We have Calvin Heimberg, Aaron Gossage, Mason Ford, Anthony Barella. Pool A. Uh, Calvin Heimberg. These are like impossible, but yeah. I'll, I'm going Mason Ford. I'm, no, I'm taking AB all day. Of course you are. He's been are. good. He's, he's been the 16 good. seed. He's yeah, the but, he, seed. but he's been good lately. Uh-huh. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> he has. Like, just at Peter State, he was doing pretty well. All right. Pool yeah. B, we have Gannon Burr, Simon Lazat, Ezra Aderhold, and Jeremy Wow. Simon that is electric. All, Simon all day. I've going, got to. I'm going Gannon Burr. Mr. Ice in his veins. Ice Simon. in his veins. Ice in his bane. <laughs> <laughs> you were very All right. <laughs> I'm gonna take. That was Simon. good. I'm gonna take Simon. Don't gas him up. Don't gas me. Up. I'll keep do it going. Again. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I want you to do it again. Uh, pool C. We have James Conrad. Say all these names in a Bane no. voice. James Conrad, Nico Lacastro, Kyle Klein, and Alden Harris. I want that. Wild, I want to say that Nico wild so card. Bad. Nico Lacastro. You can't beat that guy in match play. The no, intimidation dude. factor. And you can't beat James him in a ring. <laughs> James Con. What? And said, and you can't beat him in a ring. No, James Conrad. That dude's not intimidated by anything. Yeah, he's intimidated by Nico, dude. 
So, okay, and then wait, Nico, please <laughs> come have? on my show. I, I said Nico before Trevor said it. Let the record oh, show. So you copied uh, right. You copied Copycat Connor. No, he. I said it first. That's not true. Play back the footage. You'll see. Copycat Connor. If you don't know Copycat. what Copycat Connor is, you need to be a Stop. Patreon. You're hurting my feelings. I've made that clear. <laughs> you need to be a Patreon. If there's one thing I know about I'll Connor, I'll go to a black dude. screen. You're on a black screen right now. Hey, dude, bring it's you back. Production value. <laughs> Sorry. Technical video. difficulties. Uh, Pool D, we have Joel Freeman, Kevin Jones, Luke Humphreys, and Chandler the Channel Fry. Luke Humphreys really fell off after those first few events. Yeah. We thought he was yeah. goaded. What? Do we remember that? Yeah. I'm going to take Luke Humphreys. Did Luke Humphreys win a tournament? No. I think yes. Luke Sampson. Yes. No. No, no, almost one. Drew Gibson won Vegas, and then he, Luke he, Humphreys popped off at uh, he almost, Waco. He almost, but someone won. else won Waco. Surely, he almost won something. He Trevor, almost you're won thinking about two. Luke Sampson. No, got this him. time I've got it down. What were no. the options? What were the options in this list? Luke Humphreys uh, is the only option you need. No, Joel okay. Freeman, Kevin Jones, Joel and Freeman, Chandler Kevin Fry. Jones, Chandler Fry, Luke Humphreys. Isn't it so funny? Like a year ago, you show us that list, we're like, oh, yeah, KJ all the way. Yeah. And this year, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Match play might be Joel his Freeman's kind of, Joel Freeman okay. kicks all those guys' butts. Luke Humphreys went fourth at Vegas, second at Waco. And then he's went at other majors or elite series, he's went 45th, 44th, 31st, 30th, 53rd, 69th. That's disappointing. That's sad. All right, never mind. I'm taking Joel. Freeman. I'm going KJ. I'm, I'm going, going KJ. I'm going with Joel the Thrill. KJ Usa. Joel Freeman, especially if he wears a strawberry shirt. Mmm. But what if he doesn't? Don't go Kevin Jones. Strawberry okay. shirt Joel is not. What if Kevin Jones wears a strawberry shirt? Joel all oh, day. Oh, Joel all day. All day, oh. Joel. Now, if, if KJ DJ shows up with his DJ KJ shows up with his headphones still on from yeah. the set the night before, uh-huh. no one touches him. Round what if that becomes his new nine. thing? Like he's just like he's just out there playing disc golf with cans on. That'd be, I mean, round soup one cans, front soup nine. cans. All right, it's time for the fan favorite cans? segment. Trevor, yeah, yeah that's what you call like over, over ear headphones would be a cans. trivia. That's trivia. So trivia. Okay, guys. Hunter, let me first say it is so good to have you back on Grip Locked. Man, we were falling apart last week. Yeah. Uh, at, least that's some, what, at least that's what the comments I'll said. Say, I saw some comments. <laughs> I don't know. I expected the comments to want me to never be back on Grip Locked. And there was a no, lot of them. There you, was a lot of them. Really? We, yeah. Here's the thing that people need to understand is that we have done this show like 115 times, and mm-hmm. that was only the second time ever that we had to do it without Hunter. So, like, it's not something that we we are very. I good guess at we just didn't really realize that he brings all the info. Well, we did. I, I think we realized it. We just like. I think I didn't think I, it'd be. Let, as big I'll a tell deal. you the actual number is, of grip locked episodes. Because Hunter, we started counting our 115 is since Trevor's been yeah, here. Yeah, but that's like what I was t- in context. That's what I was. Talking yeah. About. No, I'm going to see how many I've done. Okay. Hunter, Hunter is though, very important and valuable, and don't be mean to him. Hunter, yesterday, not, not yesterday. I don't true, know why I said that. Hunter, uh, on Griplock last time, Trevor was like, all right, it's time for the fan favorite. You know, I don't feel like it's okay for me to say fan favorite segment, so Connor, can you say it? <laughs> I didn't that's even funny. start saying it. It was funny. What? So, I didn't even start saying it. Oh, like I'm sorry so for misleading. Yeah, that's called blast. <laughs> we're on episode 144 of Griplocked. Wow. So I've done 142 Griplocked episodes. Wow. Wow, you're good. Drop the mic. You can't. Um, you're not even holding it. We're playing everybody's favorite game on the favorite segment, and that's The Price is Right. Yes. Da, 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 da. But it's on Disc Golf Baskets. <laughs> Imagine it is, actually. Wow. Imagine $90. It's on Silas's used flippy Disc Golf shirts man. that he's selling. What? 
So I was selling used disc no, golf shirts. I was Silas. joking. I was joking. They were okay, selling never mind, disc golf shirts. You can stay over there. Um, just jokes. Just he's jokes. Okay. He's not even here today. You know the rules. He's not even here today. I will tell you that every. <laughs> I'll give you a range well, like hard. I did last time because it makes it a little easier for y'all. So you're not just like I don't know. Is that a thousand dollars? Everything is within two hundred fifty. And everything everything. Is, everything's between 50 and 250. Everything's between okay. 50 and 250. Nothing outside that range. Nothing outside. Number one number one disc here is a Brody Get Freaky Zone OG. I you said baskets. Okay. OG Discs. pink. Pink OG. Brand new. Get Freaky. I'm going to say. Recent sell. Very recent. All this is very recent. $150. I'm going 190 Dang. $65. Ooh. Dang, Brody. You I mean, it's not bad. Better. It's not. It's still sixty-five dollar disc. Brody, you better start playing better, man. Your your market value is tanking right now. <laughs> it's because it's pink. If it's one of the black ones, so let me. Not uh, a good time to sell your game. So does that mean that Hunter's I win? Hunter's at one twenty-five right now. What did you say? You said Tony said one fifty. I said one fifty. One fifty. So it's still right there. Still Tony's a rat race. We're still 85. just a bunch of rats racing. All right. Racing. The next disc is a. Discmania, Sky God 2, which was in Ooh. Swirly S line. Sky God 4 just got announced. It was in Swirly S line plastic P2. It's lightly sell? used. When did this This sell? is all very, very recent. I think I know exactly how much it is. Go ahead. I'm going. So this is Swirly S line, slightly used. I don't Sky know, God but then. I'm going you think 120. You, oh, no way. I was literally going to say 120. Well, you can't now. I said it. I'm going to go, then I'm going to go 160. Stay close, but I think it might be a little more possibly. $70. Damn it! Damn it! Get legit. That made me so upset just then. <laughs> Is that what you do when you get really upset? You just damn <laughs> what did you say, Connor? One sixty. That was your you chance are... to say seventy-five. Okay, we're still right there next to each other. Um, that was my chance to say. 70. Oh, you, okay. you guys are actually tied. One seventy-five. One to seventy-five. I mean, we gotta, how all right. we stop count. <laughs> all right, we we've got that? the next. We have a pair, so two black proto lunas, brand new. So they Ooh. have the proto bar stamp on there, black with the gold stamp. How many pairs though? Just one pair, <laughs> brand new. Uh, if it was an apple, it would go for a little more. Pretty sick. I'm not a big fan of pears. I think they're just like gross apples. Pears there. are delicious. I think they're just I, like gross apples. They're one of my favorite. Stop fruits. deflecting. Your turn. They're not gross apples. They're amazing. So black proto lunas. If you like pears, tell are they lightly used them. or are they no, new? brand new? In brand bag, like banky new. Yeah. I'm gonna go. <laughs> 175. I'm gonna go 115. 160 dollars. Ooh, Dang, I was close. I was close. close. You have me by 30 now, I believe. It's every single guess. I'm like, this is it. But then there's always that moment where it's like, you could be a hundred off. Yeah, I've got no clue. Okay, <laughs> it makes saying, me feel better whenever I'm saying the first. I mean, you're beating me. I'm just saying the first number that comes to mind. All right, all right. Let's see. Two twenty-five. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, the next one we have is the a Yeti Glow Pro <laughs> AVR Air Force Team Stamp, brand new. Glow Pro AVR Air Force Team Stamp. Sixty-two. I was gonna say. Fifty-three dollars. Why are you making this hard on math? Math. <laughs> it is one hundred twenty dollars. No, oh, no, darn toot, why? darn toot. I mean, I think that's cool. I don't want that disc. I just didn't think anybody else would think it's cool. Did it sell? Yeah, these are all sold. I I would never do listed items. That would be very inaccurate. My bad. Don't ever insult me like that again. Is what I'm basically trying to say. This wouldn't be the fan favorite segment if you did listed items. You're right. You're right. Sixty-seven plus. I really, really did not expect that one to go for very much. I didn't either. Sneaky. I, I, value, I feel like it's valuable. 
Um, the Air Force stamp? Anything with that is cool. You gotta, it's a I niche thought it disc. was. It's and like, it's a glow Yeti. Sometimes you, you have a niche disc like that, then every Yeti collector guy out there is going to want it. Yeah. Is it's, there a lot out there? If it's specific enough, though, I'm just saying. like that's, I walked into a store in Illinois once, and they just had stock all over the wall of the Air Force stamp. And I said, that's, I thought this was so much more rare. What? Yeah. Where I bought a Leopard 3 and a Shrike. I would have bought everything. That had the end of an Air Force stamp. Um, okay, next we have a so brand cool new Cloudbreaker 1. Cloudbreaker 1. Brand new. Is that the... Or the original Cloudbreaker The, the OG one. one. Yeah. Man, this is recently sold, so the yep. hype's kind of died down. Connor's a me or you? 140 160 $130. Gosh, dang. Do you hear that? What Do is you hear that? So, you're t- so it like basically went for as much as the Yeti AVR. Yep. There's some perspective for you. All right. Two more. <laughs> that doesn't two really more. How much how much I need to make up here? You're down by like forty. A billion or 40. something. Okay. So that's not um, forty's not very next much. we have twenty in the right direction. So you go first on this next one. Next we have a brand new C E Eagle. Brand new. Seventy five dollars. Ninety dollars. $150. Dang it! You guys, Woo-hoo. like, you've, you've been looking at CE Plastic. You know yeah. brand new stuff is expensive. I don't expensive. like how you're getting Not mad always. at me right now. Not if it's always. an eagle or a T-bird, it is. You're right. I should have heard eagle and known it was more. Because uh, I know that sometimes CE discs are less than you think, but an eagle, I mean, that's like See, to me, the CE when, I hear, disc, I, when like. I hear CE eagle, I don't get excited. When I hear CE T-bird, CE Firebird, CE Rock, I'm like, oh. Well, you don't throw but it. I feel like you CE eagle, eagle is like, eagle I feel like a CE eagle it's is an, like the incredible. CE disc because the eagle was big back What did you say, Connor? What was your guess? You say 90? ninety, and mine was one fifteen. Mm. Well, this is pretty much over, but it's never over. Okay, kay. the last one. I do have to go first this time, so is, you could just go. This is crazy. An, this is definitely an interesting. So one. I'm how far away? I need to know that information um, to the dot. To the dot. It looks like you are. I don't need a looks like fifty six. Fifty six. So even if your so math's you, wrong, if I get fifty seven, I win. Yep. Okay. So Castaplast first run mint, the color mint stall. Brand new, first run cast plus. This is a market stall. that I am very unfamiliar. Yeah, with. this is like it, do we do crazy. any of us know anything about the about the cast plus market? I need. Hunter does. Like I like like I like I know about cast that one guy discs, said that thing. The one time he's like, "Oh, you guys got the mint yarn or whatever." <laughs> that was a big deal. We really lost our investment there. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal though. I'm going smart play <laughs> here. Not super expensive. Yeah, we've got from fifty to two fifty. I'm going one fifty. All right, so I'm gonna go. You gotta I get. Lost. You gotta get fifty seven away from me. No, you can get 57 away from yeah, me, but I'll, you think I'll I'm in the right go, ballpark. I think you're in the right ballpark, so I'll go 93. I thought you were going to do it. 235 is how much it went for. If you were to get, I thought you were going to get, I thought you were just going to go 250 wow. and get I, it. I didn't, I just feel, I felt like it was going to be like 170, so I felt like no matter oh. where I went, it was going to be that was yeah. That was a smart, I had to play, I had to play conservative there because I really wanted to win. I don't think I, I, that, I said, you know what's stupid is I said, it's not that much trying to get Connor to go low because I knew it was going to be high. But then once I needed to go I high, I was like, there's no that. way it's going to be over 200. I didn't even hear you say that. There it is, folks. That was down to the wire. And that just, that just wraps up that disc golf collecting is so fascinating. And all that matters is what's hype right now. Mm, that, that, really? Because there was a time where you could have sold. There was a time where you could have sold <laughs> to get freaky for 120 easy. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Well, let me tell you what still goes for money out there: old sextons in good conditions, and anything that's four claw, discraft. That stuff is worth oodles of money. So much, my goodness! I traded. I, I traded a four claw buzz. I traded got a, like a black four claw zone. You can pay off your mortgage. I traded a four claw buzz. You traded for, it. I traded it. Like there's like 
a year and a half you ago, stupid probably. In the head. Well, I didn't care about it, and I that's traded worth it. that's worth like close to two hundred dollars. Well, you know what? I got a disc that was that. What I did you get was, for it? I got a. Don't it was a Eric McCabe. Oh, no. It was an Eric McCabe titanium wasp. That's what you traded for that? Oh, Connor, that disc is worth like $15. Someone will actually pay you five no, bucks to take that disc. you should care. I thought it was a cool disc. No, and where I is it now? I do not feel the least now? bit guilty and about And where this. is it now? On my shelf. Copycat Connor. Copycat. I just didn't really care you about You just wanted that disc because Trevor had it. All right, so I was just perusing Facebook the other day. I just went on there. And I saw where Paul had shared... Uh, uh, end of a or USDGC post. I say that end of a post about a gosh dang about a USDGC <laughs> rock that they retroactively made. The post actually said this. Don't look at this yet. I wanted to touch it. Previously exclusive, <laughs> previously exclusive to USDGC partners, the special edition USDGC rock is now available to the public and commemorates Chris Dickerson's win in 2020. Sponsorship con. Sponsorship constraints prevented us from producing this annual tradition at the time of his win, but we are pleased to report that his new sponsor has given us the green light to produce this disc in Chris's honor retroactively. Which is a wild in concept. So basically, Chris won in 2020. I have the disc here if you're watching, Uh, but if you're not watching on audio, you don't need to see it. It's okay. Um, Chris won in 2020, and basically when he won, he was with Prodigy, and I guess Prodigy said no. Like a good business, probably. You can't, you can't use <laughs> like, Chris's... Yeah, that player, we pay for their, their rights, like, you can't... You can't use Chris's... You can't sell a disc like with him on it. Like, um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, smart, smart business. And, but now he's with Discraft. Discraft is like, nah. Yeah, go for it. I hope well, that Discraft is getting royalties. Well, typically, it only goes to USDGC partners, which is a very small well, that would be group. that would be one thing. That's what it typically goes to. Yeah. But now that it's in retrospect, because what what curiosity curiosity killed me here. Not really killed me, but it opened killed me to you. a whole new <laughs> world. Because it said, um Dead Man pr- Walking. You can touch it. Pr- producing this annual tradition. Right? This annual it. tradition. So this one says this is going to my bag. This one says twenty twenty USDGC champion. Yeah. yeah. Annual tradition. Mm-hmm. These exist for every USDGC winner. I've never seen These one in my life. Foil. There's a 2021 Paul McBeth USDGC champion rock triple what? foil of his putt to win the playoff. Why have on we eBay never? Why have we never heard about that? Fifty-five dollars right now. Why have I never heard of that? How long? There's a 2018. Well, you never heard on. You never heard of it though, because before it was only going. It was to only. Partners. It was only going to oh, partners. Yeah. There's these are all, some of these are on eBay. There's a 2018 Paul McBeth rock of him throwing on hole seven triple foil says 2018 champion on it. There's the James Conrad rock also on eBay. How much did that thing put you out? $25. This one was retail. $25? Because re- well, I got this for retail. This, oh, was, okay. this one was released to the public. And so I spent $25 on it. I'll because be, I was like, that's these, sick. I was like, these don't exist. What the heck is this? Is it a Rancho Rock? No, it exists every year. Yeah, it's just rock. Just champ rock. I'll be darned if Discraft isn't getting a little kickback from those sales. I would imagine Discraft isn't. Because I'd imagine Chris is. Hell, that thing feels But if Discraft good. isn't, then like, what are we doing? Because it's just the honor to have your name on the rock. Yeah, but for that's winning. not how you should think about your number one competitor. Like, yeah, it's just an honor. So, like, go ahead and make a disc. Well, it's more so, like, for the player. That's Because when I saw it, I was on the same train of thought as you. I was like, this makes no sense. Yeah. But it's been happening every single year. So, it's that, part of winning. Yeah, I will but say. You get your, but that, you get your name But on before that. it wasn't business. Now it is. But only this year. And it's only because Prodigy said no. So, Discraft's looking at it as Prodigy stopped Chris from getting this prize, so, this but, thing. So, what it, why do they need to sell it? Well, was, they're always sold. They're only sold to partners. Right, so why do they need to sell it to the public this year? Because they don't have a list of partners from 2020, probably. It's two years later. 
they don't have the list anymore. I don't know. I'm not. I didn't ask these questions. I bought complete, the rock. I don't believe that. Complete side note. Well, not a side note. I'm it's calling. About exactly I'm calling this. BS. This is the. This is the best stamp I've ever seen of somebody. It is yeah, pretty good. on Facebook because, it's being roasted. Well, like really, really. Yeah. But I feel like it looks, looks exactly like him. Everyone well, was saying it looks nothing like Chris. What? It looks just like no. him. It looks phenomenal. You want to see something that looks nothing like Chris? Look at the yeah, the, oh my God. the champion, the champion out. one. That it, they look that Champions looks hideous. Cup. It looks so bad. There's too much detail. While this is the perfect amount to where like his beard looks realistic, but then like he doesn't have a bunch of weird lines on his face that don't look good on a stamp. Like this is really, really good. Took me a little bit to find this earlier. This is a very cool stamp. Every uh, everybody says otherwise just is, so, does not those, share the same opinion. It's one of those weird like oh and just keep it over there. All right, I'll hold it's it. one of those weird like oh Innova owns a major type things that happens. That's just odd because Innova owns a major. It is. It is very. I mean, you can't. It's incredibly. There's odd. no the. There's no good business reason to say yes. You can put my players. Face and name it's just an honor and accomplishment an honor on a thing. disc. Yeah, but like if I were running the business, I would say I would well, say. Well, I think it's cool. No. I think it's cool. I think Innova. How- say, I think Discraft saying yes makes it be like, oh, look how much better Discraft is than Prodigy. Yeah, um, Prodigy said that would be their. Spin. Well, not to mention their Star Child, like literally post. Yeah, this it. is the 2018. That one. would be their spin. It's kind of ugly. Yeah, but like these exist. I'm trying to find the 2021 one. How far back do they go is what I want to know. I, I, I don't know. Because if there's a Will Schustrick one, then we got something to talk about. I would love to see. <laughs> there's got to be. We got something to talk about. I don't know. Because he was with Prodigy. So I wonder man. if Prodigy said Oh no. my gosh. You're right. Well, not not all the time, though. Not in 2012, is, he wasn't. It is crazy. See, because this one, I, I, own, I own this one. This one's in my basement. The 2015 one. But it's on a Rock 3. And it just says Paul Beth, United States Disc Golf Champion. Not a super cool stamp. Mm. Never even crossed my mind. That was his 2015 for winning USCGC. And how did you get that? Paul gave it to us to auction for something. So it's in my basement mm. for me to auction eventually. Wow. But I'm trying to find the 2021. <laughs> I only found one for sale and I just I just might buy it. I think you should. I think you should too for think, science. Here, look at this thing. Triple foil, his putt. You should probably get three. Is, and everything behind that it. That is very cool. I think I'm buying it. You should probably get three like just so we can see like the difference. Let me make sure I'm not about to get There's scammed. There's only one. <laughs> Better hurry up, dude. The people are listening to this podcast Conditions live right now. New one. I'm buying <laughs> yeah. now. I'm buying Our now. Live Liz, audience. I'm sorry. I'm paying $58 for this. Oof. Oof. Ooh, $60.92. Ooh. Oof. That's a lot of Chick-fil-A. Confirming page. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Don't think. But just I think, think now that we well, here's the thing though, Hunter Knight. You just talked about it on the podcast. That disc is probably worth twice. I'm as throwing much. this. I gotta throw one of the two. What's cooler? Do I throw the Paul one throw that I just the, bought? You definitely throw the Dickerson one because that Paul. That Triple Paul foil, one is Macbeth. a moment in time. Like, it's a picture of a, a huge USDGC moment. Triple foil, Macbeth, three-time USDGC, yeah. Champ Rock, Disc Golf, and of a new 180 gram. Their mistake 2002, they listed it at. Literally every single don't. word you just said was my favorite thing I've ever heard. I just bought it. Don't, Spent 60 bucks. Don't I did throw it. that I caved. One. Well, but, so, I, the whole the reason Dickerson I made one. this talking point is because I was convinced, as an Enova fanboy, that has wanted to collect discs from Enova for a long time, that these just didn't exist. And so I was like, why did Disc they do myths. it for Dickerson? Because then I said, surely if there was a Paul one from 2021 World, 2021 USDGC, I would have seen it. They probably surely. They probably started doing there this. Because mm. like, I'm pretty and sure... I didn't see it until right now, and I bought it. 60 bucks. It's I, mine. You know what's funny is I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I own it. 
I get it. I'm pretty sure an Innova player won USDGC for like every year until. Well, that's why I started thinking back because like you even think recently you have Sexton, Big Germ, James Conrad was with Innova. But when like when Felber won, Paul, he was with Innova. When Will won the first time, he was with Innova. I think was. That's what let's I'm saying. See, I'm gonna. I'm about to look it it's up rigged. right now. Let's see who Steve is the Brinster one was to with break. Innova. Let's see who was well, the one to break. But also, Nate Doss maybe. Is Doss a USDGC well, champ? But also, at the mm-hmm. time, at the time, Here we Innova go. players were winning everything. So we have. Climo yeah, but I'm was, saying like that's probably so why this let's see, hasn't started. been a problem. Let's see yeah. when the streak gets broken. So we have Climo, Climo, Schultz, Climo, Schultz, Climo, Felberg, Schultz, Climo. Oh, it is. It's Doss. Dawson. I did not know that. I was gonna say I thought he won. Dawson 08 breaks it, but then Nico in 09. Don't think he was with Innova yet, but he could have been. And then Schustrick, Schustrick, Brinster. So we're back to Innova. Schustrick that year, Schustrick was not with Innova in 2014, so he broke it again. And then Paul Coling Sexton Paul. Conrad Dickerson broke breaks the streak again. So Nate Doss has a 2009 USDGC champ rock. It's 2008. It must have come out in 2009. Okay, they all say rare 2009. Okay, his stamp kind of sucks, Avery but it Jenkins says Nate Doss up on that year. That's that's so they bar- they rarely very rarely have run into this issue. Mm-hmm. Wait, is there? Where's the Doss one? Is that out there for sale? Yes, it was like <sighs> seventy bucks. That's the coolest one because that's 2012 a, Will Schuster USDGC was, champ rock. Oh, come on, open, baby. Let me just go to images. Because Doss was the first one to break the end of a streak. That's legendary. What a pioneer. Oh, there's another Will Shooter one right here. What year is this? You just calmed 2014 down 2014 right by Prodigy. And they, it he got was sponsored made. by Prodigy. Prodigy it got made. changed things up, man. And then here's the first Will one, 2010. See, I've seen that one. See, because but that one was available. To, like there, That was on Disc Golf Center because I almost bought it. I don't know, man. Those have been retailed sometimes. This is the I Steve think. Brinster one from 2013. So, yeah, I mean, this just goes... I don't know how far back it goes. Well, we got a game to play later, I guess. But that's Trevor's trivia question for later, baby. Whoa. Trevor's trivia after hours. I guess the real question is... A real <laughs> question trivia, is, dark. is Chris Dickerson the first one that someone told him no to? Sounds like it. Because Schustrick was yes in 2014. Did he win after 2014? Did he win in 2016? No, 2016 was Germ. He won in 10, 12, 14. So, he, so 12 and 14, I'm looking at. Yeah. So and he, 10, I'm right right there. Yeah. So he's got all of those. And 20. Nobody broke the streak. Again 14, until, 15 was Paul. 16 was Germ. 17 yeah. was Sexton. 18 was Paul. 18 was Paul. Was Conrad within a, 19 was Conrad. Yeah. 20. So Dickerson was the first one to break. Damn, that dude. someone said no. They probably had Innova was probably so mad. They they were, you know Innova was heated about well, that. Well, obviously because Discraft didn't go back to Innova and <laughs> that's, say, that's "Hey, wild and go ahead and make that rock." Innova obviously, was, so Innova, Innova must like, have reached out to Discraft and been like, "Hey, bro, you you let us for Paul for 2021." I just know, I know, I just know that somebody Can was we looking. Can we go back to do uh, Jonathan Poole or somebody was like staring? And looking at their wall of all of the years of rocks, and then seeing that missing one, they're like, you know what, that guy doesn't play for Prodigy anymore. Like, let's see if we, that works. No, I bet. I bet it was like after they got the yes from Discraft for Paul again that oh, they were like, yeah. hey, by hey. the way, Prodigy told us no for Dickerson, but y'all now have the rights. Oh, that's can we make it? For what him? a wild and concept. Like, oh, yeah, man. go for it. Disc golf that's is crazy. crazy. But yeah, we're so just, I now have a Paul one coming other. in. Toss me my Chris one back. I'm so this scared. is about to be my overstable rock, baby. Well, he's throwing it. It's gonna be beautiful, I, especially now that I have a Paul one. That's it's gonna, way cool. yeah, that that's gonna sweet. fly beautifully. That thing's because it could it should fly I've like thro- a Casey I've Rock. A, I've thrown a Champ new. Rock before, and they they're great. Nice dome to them, little pop top action. 
I'm up jealous, top. For sure. Do you mind? I want to ask a question. It's only you 25 mind, bucks. you mind if I add another four minutes to this podcast? Well, we still have one more topic, but yeah, you can add another four. No, go ahead and do the topic then. Okay, then no, ask the question first. All right. It might, it might take one second. Yeah, you ready, let's, ready for the quickest let's answer say, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take one second. Um, let's say that tomorrow, Paul dies, switches, hey. switches, switches uh, okay. back to Innova. Mm. That would be, I would, how is his bag, in the how is his bag going to be different than it was before he went to Discraft? Wouldn't And be. do you think it would be different? I think you'd have the crate back in. No, you wouldn't. I will say he doesn't throw the only I will thing, say there is a I think he would throw put a Toro. the Toro and I think he'd put a, what is it? a what? Like a Valk like maybe? Zone. I was going to say I think he'd put a Beast. A Beast. Would something be something like a, he would need, he would mm. want he would the, miss Undertaker. the Undertaker. That's a great question because you're right because there's the only things well, that it's he also throws a great question because Paul as he should if you ask him like what molds do you miss from Innova he'll say none. He'll be like none. Yeah. When you like, I, just, I when he first well, he's like, being paid ten million. Exactly. Well, when he first, when he I would do the same barfs at it. When he like, first switched, yeah, whatever. When he first switched, <laughs> so, I was you like, love that disc. I was like, <laughs> you don't surely, lie to me. That won you everything. <laughs> I was like, surely you miss like the Nova or the Rock Three a little bit, right? He's like, no, nah, the the buzz and everything's just so much better. I'm like, all right, Paul, it's just me and you though. Like surely he could say, he's like nah dude I'm like he dang it he come on I almost got you I was recording <laughs> which honestly though like knowing Paul like I think he probably believes it because well here's he would he would he would no totally he would tell he you. would tell me yeah I think he, well I, mean, I yeah. can believe I can't especially when he first switched he yeah. would have been like I don't know when you first switch you have a little excitement at least I can believe that if he went back to Innova he would miss the buzz. I can believe yeah. that because he throws it very. Innova very well. doesn't have anything that's like the buzz. The Rock is nothing like the buzz. No, it's well, very flight wise and feel wise. It's different than the I buzz. I mean, he uses them for the same thing though. Yeah, and but, they accomplish well, very similar things. Well, he. Well, I think what probably happened is the same thing that happens to a lot of people is he started throwing buzzes. Well, actually, I heard this on an interview, so I know this is what happened. Maybe not an interview or a video. He said he had to he had to get used to throwing flat. Mm-hmm. Which is the exact same thing that happened to me too. Was I used to be good throwing mids because I would th- Heiser flipped them, then started throwing buzzes. Had to learn to throw flat, ruined my form and, because of my own fault, and now I can't throw Heiser flips anymore. Paul's better than me, so I bet he could go back is to he? just a little bit. I bet oh. he, I don't. Maybe not this week. I'm just kidding. If you're, if you're watching, <laughs> dang. <laughs> but uh, context. But uh, so he could probably go back throw a Heiser flip like no one's business right now easily. But um, you know, because it's like he's good at it. But it would probably take some getting used to because he's so used to throwing those mids flat now. Yeah. You know, like Especially the new rocks. He throw those flat. They go Woo, to the right. Mm-hmm. Not KC rocks. The new rock threes. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm Mama Rock guy. I'm not a rock three guy. That's why I'm Mama Rock guy. Mama, Mama, Mama Rock guy. My, the only rock three I have in my bag is a 2015 USDGC Luster Rock three. Stable. That thing's it's going to get replaced. It's going to get replaced by this right here. You're looking at it. Chris is that your new Old Faithful? Old no, trusty. I'll never call a disc old faithful again. It was old, old trusty. trusty. Old trusty. I'll never call it old trusty again. We well, call it, it old faithful. faithful. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call it old faithful. You, need, you really need a nickname a disc again because that used to be your thing and it was very funny and now you don't do it anymore and it stinks. Oh, okay, my bad, man. Yeah. Sorry, I hurt your. Feelings. Like no one has liked a single video that's come out. No since one then. hasn't liked anything. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> uh, I need to pull up a little something, something here for this next topic. Yes, yeah, so the U.S. Trivia? Amateur, the U.S. Amateur Disc Golf Championship went down, right? And I believe it ended in a seven-hole playoff for the MA1 champion. I don't actually know That's if it's bizarre. MA1, but the male I champion. Think the Junior Worlds and the um, US AM Worlds always have the most electric finishes. You know what I rewatched the other day was the US 
am worlds from years back when AB won on the last hole against a guy and he threw that downhill shot. Him watching that other guy, I'm not even gonna, you can go back and watch it, but he was all over the place, like an emotional mess. And like watching him collapse in that last hole, tough to watch. And mm. like he's like the guy, he's like t- trying to be in good spirits. And like he chuck, he rips it out of bounds and he turns around. He's like, he literally go like, he's one of those guys who like tries to be a really good sport, but it's uh-huh. a little cringe. He goes, yeah, let's go. AB like says that to AB who's about to step up and win it. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> and he does go ahead and watch that. If you haven't, I forget what year it is, maybe 2014, but it's AB throws one of the sickest drives on 18 to win that thing. And it is awesome. Uh, so the guy that ended up winning, his name's Ilkin grow, I believe. Yeah. Um, I-L-K-I-N-G-R-O-H. Ilkin Grow. That's how I'm pronouncing it. Dave Grohl. He hit a circle two putt to force a playoff. Step putt. Then in the playoff to win it all, step putt. Yeah. People on Facebook are roasting him, calling them both foot faults. So they're saying that he had a foot fault to force the playoff and a foot fault to win the playoff. When you watch it in full time, is it close? Yeah. Have I seen the screenshots of the disc still in his hand while his front foot's touching? Yeah. Was it called? No. So therefore, not football. I didn't see the second one. I saw the first one and I slowed it down myself and it's not perfect footage so I could never tell for sure. But it is either clean or so close to clean that nobody would ever call it in their modest dreams. The problem here is that um, there are a lot of, there are a lot of step putts that are foot faults technically. Um, Now, the difference between your foot hitting the ground and your foot not hitting the ground, that disc in your hand, that's not really changing your advantage, I don't think. No. Um, In fact, I think it would throw you off if your foot hit the ground really heavy. Yeah. Um, So, and like the fact that these were under the spotlight is the only reason people are talking about them. I think that the problem is that the the rule, like step putts are just kind of broken. So, I don't know what the PDJ can do about that. Or if they will, but like I think that's like step putts are always going to be so hard to call because it's such a bang bang play. Like, and you're paying attention to the hand and the feet, and it happens so fast. Um, calling them in real time is so difficult. That's the thing. If you watch both those and there's putts such a huge without advantage. slowing it down, this is why. How are you ever calling yeah. that in the in mm-hmm. at the at the highest level? And this isn't technically that, but it is a, it is a PDJ major, so maybe they would. But at the highest level, I think they need to expand the circle to get rid of those because step putts I don't think are really an issue that people complain about until it's those 40 footers. There's those 35 Mm -hmm. footers where you're like getting so much closer to the basket. That's where it's like a little overpowered. I think, I mean, Brody proves that it's, that it's overpowered. Yeah. And I think putting and disc golf, you give him a 40 footer. I think, I don't think we need to work to make putting and disc golf easier. I think if we make it a little harder, it'll actually, it'll create more scoring separation, make putting more of a big deal. It'll give holes more defense and courses more defense. And I think that's a direction the sport should probably move in more so. Um, that's a whole other thing. But I think the the issue is more with the rule because like you're never going to be able to call those perfect. People were getting really worked up and I think it was a little bit like overblown. I think it's been overblown. Because we've all drastically. thrown step putts that look exactly like yeah. that. Obviously, the guy's not trying to cheat. And I don't think, I think it's I don't so think it close. Gained him an advantage. I don't think it gained him an advantage. If his foot mm-hmm. was still off the ground here versus like the one I saw, his foot is like barely touching the ground and the disc is about to come out of his hand. Yeah. You're really telling me that inch higher that would make it legal? Gives him any advantage? Yeah, no. No, he hit the putt. No. it has. And com- again, I stand by, like, if it wasn't called, like, did his foot technically hit the ground? And sure, on the second one. Sure. The first one, it was very close. But in real time, very hard to tell. No real advantage was given. And it wasn't called. The guy I won. mean, the other guy, you, had, you and the other, the other guy had seven holes to beat him. 
So it's like yeah, and the other I mean, well, he also the other had guy could have also the other guy could have step putted the exact same way and not like it's it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's just under so much scrutiny and. A lot of Everybody people have tweeted at us and messaged us on Discord and all this stuff. I think you thought like, we were going to be worked up about getting, that. Uh, trying to get us worked up about it, but I'm like, the thing is, I, if if it was a blatant cheat, intentional cheat, and gained him a huge advantage, absolutely. But people are like, this dude cheated his way to win an no, amateur major title. I'm like, like you can't. Like, give me a break. The kid didn't cheat. Yeah. He, yeah. he step-putted and his foot touched the ground slightly before. Really, yeah. it wasn't. I'm sure people it, like, would be amazed if they saw footage of them step putting how close they were every yeah. time. I think what it is it's is very people, hard to perceive. People that call it or like or get very upset about it, don't, I don't think they, they don't step, step putt. putt. Yeah. yeah. I think they're just upset. But if you if you putt. watched all the ones that happen on the tour every single event, you would see a ton of them look just like that one or mm-hmm. worse. Yeah. Like and it like, happens all the time. Like either ban all step putts or don't get upset when it's not called because in real time it's never gonna get called. It's basically impossible because even yeah. if one person be like, hey football, I saw it you got to have a second one a second. Right, yeah. And they probably weren't watching. Or if they were, you're looking at the putt. You're looking at the putt. Yeah, yeah. because exactly. it, it, for me, when I'm watching a guy step putt, I'm not worried about him foot falling because I know it's not getting him an advantage. So I'm just watching the The only putt. way to crack down on that is to be like, everybody, I'm about to step putt, and they are like, okay, we're getting out the, sl- the slow motion camera. Yeah. But you then you can't, can't use, use video, video evidence. evidence either. So. Well, then, then there's yeah. no way to crack down. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it, like, you can also it's say the same thing of... What about players who jump putt and their feet leave the ground before they release the disc? Yeah. You want to call them on that? You don't have a supporting point it's when you weird, release the disc yeah. behind your lot? I think I mm. think that, I think if we get these kind of mm. things further away from the basket... I've never even thought about ...by increasing the distance yeah, of the like, circle... You're telling me that doesn't happen just as often, if not yeah. more often, than the foot because in front? I'm not even sure I realize that was illegal, but it makes a lot of sense. Because you're leaving the ground. You don't have yeah. a supporting point behind disc your lot. Disc golfers have strong enough wrist to, to putt from flat feet from like 80 feet plus. So, like, we don't need the circle to be that short. It can be longer. I think that's what should happen. Yeah. I think, but Increase I'm saying until you solve one, then either Let's make a shirt. Increase a, the circle. Get like the same outrage about both. I think we need to abolish the circle and create greens on uh, the Pro Tour. Unique to every, wow. every oh. hole is just unique where you can step putt, where you cannot. I, so, like, I some, would, so it's I like, agree. hey, this is really like being long left. You're going to have like a 25 foot jump putt or stepper. That's a bit, bit too I much, would, but just stick with me. We'll just say 30, so it's the same. But then if you're short right, 60 feet is yeah. where the circle goes to. And where the shorter putts are, maybe there's more danger. Like it gives That you way you have options. to be smarter about where you land. Too. Well, it allows like, course design to not be just like a circle, yeah. but you can like use it. Or it's it. like, oh, you got to the short step putt area. Well, now you're looking at a cliff behind the basket. Yeah. Like so you can, but it, it, it allows more creativity in course design. I also think that if doing the unique greens would be cool, adding in... Um, either sand or mulch to like allow this that hit greens. Like if you hit a green, it stops quicker to where you, where it changes the way you can attack greens. That where would you be can, cool. You can throw more aggressive shots at a green knowing that all I got to do is hit it and it's going to stick. And you would see people throwing some wild, wild approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. another thing to about. There's a lot to be done with greens. I really like the This is why I like the idea of the Pro Tour splitting rules wise from the PDGA because if you do that rule what we just talked about of the greens and you let a random C tier have a hold of that rule it's a disaster it's going to be the worst thing you've ever heard it's a disaster of. because yeah. then because not everyone should be you know a what? championship level course designer mm-hmm. we should what we should do every year is run an unsanctioned event and just like keep the field like pretty tight knit and just call it like a tester event 
and test out all these different like unique rules we have. Well, we should just do and it and play it through. We should we use like slightly smaller baskets, green size unique, like no run ups if you're in the rough, like just crazy stuff and play a whole event like that. We should just do a video. Crazy. We should just do a video where we test all these rules. That would also be But regardless, idea. that's where like the Pro Tour, I think you can trust the Pro Tour to come in Monday when they're setting up the course and set up or approve the greens. So the Pro Tour has a separate ruling system mm-hmm. where the greens are defined by flags or whatever it is. And if a disc is on the green, no step putt. If it's off the green, you can jump yeah. putt, step putt, whatever. The only thing, yeah, I will say the one thing about it is it does just become another thing that you have to very carefully define something without obstructing like the disc. Well, that that though it's not as important visually because it's no, not. A I'm talking about like play wise. You just put the little things in the ground and then you string to string all of them because yeah. they're already little stakes in the ground. Yeah. You just add string because again that one isn't doesn't have to be super visual for the crowd or for yeah. viewers as long as it's somewhat visual and those little whiskers don't affect. They're the same as grass. Yeah, and then you put string around it. Yeah, it's also. I mean, it does Boom. also not nearly mm. as big as the impact on the event as OB is. Well, I mean, you can say like, the same thing about the circle though. With needing to yeah no it. I, no I agree I agree that's so what I'm saying that's what I'm saying it's not nearly as big of an impact with no because like it's can you step out or not I'm not yeah exactly so it's not like it's gonna like decide somebody's tournament like OB could yeah especially like if we're talking a thirty footer a lot of guys aren't step putting even if they yeah. are outside but I don't know I just think that I I really like that idea Ima- for disc golf imagine it, if this would be in, like the custom greens imagine if you have uh, a green where there's one tiny little spot you can land where if you land there you can step putt from like ten feet. Well, I think there would be some regulation because step putting from twenty feet even is like, what? like if we I step mean, putt from I don't think twenty feet, I don't, don't think we're missing. You probably don't have to regulate it because I think you regulate like just the closest. Do it because they'd be stupid. Well, I think you just make it like thirty feet is as Minimum. close as it can be. Yeah, and yeah. then it can be as big as you want. Yeah, like you could have a hundred foot approach shot, but since you landed here, stands still only. Stand. It's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. I don't know. There's a lot to be explored. You got guys like throwing if the pro tour has separate rules because again. You use that it's in a electric. C tier, and you let no offense to any of the TDs, but more than likely the TD that would do this isn't listening to this podcast because they probably don't care about disc golf enough. Got but um, a random like you let Shots some of the random fired. TDs just like have free reign on islands and all this random stuff. Like, there's a reason the PVGA needs be, the rules that are in place rest. to be in place because yeah, like liability. For well, some not of it. <laughs> liability for some and other things like the amount of stroke and distance and all this random sport. stuff would suck. <laughs> But on the Pro Tour, you can trust them to have the spirit of the rule and be able to actually do it and yeah, not abuse because it. if they don't do it correctly, they'll get it ruins their tour. by a ton of people. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I think it needs to be slightly different rules. But Love it. All right. That's Love the it. podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed. If, that's the podcast. If you're upset I'm back, you're welcome. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and if you're upset that Trevor's still here, you're welcome. Bye.